0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for What's On Your Mind. As we are counting down our presidents, we are 10 days from a new year 2021. Only 10, nine days left in the month of December 2020. On My Mind, presenting the 10th President of the United States of America, John Tyler. John Tyler became the 10th president of the United States from 1841 to 1845 when President William Henry Harrison died in April 1841. He was the first vice president to succeed to the presidency after the death of a predecessor dubbed his accidency by his distractors. John Tyler was the first vice president to be elevated to the office of president by the death of his predecessor. Born in Virginia in 1790, he was raised believing that the Constitution must be strictly construed. He never wavered from his conviction. He attended the College of William and Mary and studied law. Serving the House of Representatives from 1816 to 1821, Tyler voted um, against most nationalist legislation and opposed the Missouri Compromise. After leaving the House, he served as governor of Virginia. As a senator, he reluctantly supported Jackson for president as a choice of evils. Tyler soon joined the state's rights. Southerners in Congress who, being with Henry Clay, Daniel Webster, and their newly formed Whig party opposing President Jackson. The Whigs nominated Tyler for vice president in 1840, hoping for support from southern states. Writers who could not stomach Jacksonian democracy, the slogan, "Tippecanoe New and Tyler Too." implied flag-waving nationals plus a dash of Southern sectionalism. Clay, intending to keep party leadership in his own hands, minimized his nationalist views temporarily. Webster proclaimed himself a Jeffersonian Democrat, but after the election both men tried to dominate old tipper canoe. Suddenly, President Harrison was dead, and Tyler... Two was in the White House. At first, the Whigs were not too disturbed, although Tyler insisted upon assuming the full powers of a duly elected president. He even delivered an inaugural address, but it seemed full of good Whig doctrine. Doctrine. Whigs, optimistic that Tyler would accept their program, soon was disillusioned. Tyler was ready to compromise on the banking question, but Clay would not bulge. He would not accept Tyler's I- exquinier system, and Tyler vetoed Clay's bill to re establish a national bank with branches in several states. A similar bank bill was passed by Congress, but again on states' rights grounds Tyler vetoed it. In retaliation, the Whigs expelled Tyler from their party. All the cabinet resigned, but Secretary of State Webster, a year later when Tyler vetoed a terrorist bill, the first impeachment resolution against the president was introduced in the House of Representatives. A committee headed by Representative John Quincy Adams reported that the president had misused the veto power, but the resolution failed. Despite their differences, President Tyler and the Whig Congress enacted much positive legislation. The Log Cabin Bill enabled a settler to co- to claim 160 acres of land before it was offered publicly for sale and later pay a dollar 25 an acre for it. In 1842, Tyler did sign a tariff bill protecting northern manufacturers. The Western Ashburton Treaty ended a Canadian border dispute. In 1845, Texas Texas was annexed. The administration of this state's writer strengthened the presidency, but it also increased sectional cleavage. Cleavage that led toward civil war. But the end by the end of his term, Tyler had replaced the original Whig cabinet with Southern Conservatives. In eighteen forty four, Calhoun became Secretary of State. Later these men returned to the Democratic Party, committed to the preservation of states' rights, planter interest, and the institution of slavery. Whigs became more representative of northern business and farming interest. When the first Southern state succeeded in 1861, Tyler led a compromise movement Failing, he worked to create the Southern Confederacy. He died in 1862, a member of the Confederate House of Representatives. Throughout his life, Tyler suffered from poor health. As he aged, he suffered more frequently from colds during the winter. On January 12, 1862, after complaining of chills and dizziness, he vomited and collapsed. Despite treatment, his health failed to improve, and he made plans to return to Sherwood Forest by the 18th. As he lay in bed the night before, he began suffocating, and Julia summoned his doctor. Shortly after midnight, he died, most likely due to a stroke. He was 71. Tyler was buried in Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond, Virginia, near the grave site of President James Monroe. Tyler has since been the namesake of several U.S. locations, including the city of Tyler, Texas, named for him because of his role in the annexation of Texas. Presenting the 10th President of the United States of America, John Taylor.